Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Good morning, Edwin. Good morning, Andrew. Happy Psalm 52 week. Psalm 52. <laughs> I, I know we would think that mm-hmm. this should be the last week of the season because there's 52 weeks in a year. But the way this whole year set up, and we follow our Bible reading plan at the Livingston Congregation and kicking things off, and kind of in accordance with the way our Bible classes work, that's we're actually getting like an extra week. You know so we're going to do Psalm 53 you, you next week. You know what week. the cool podcasts do? They do bonus content, bonus episodes. There we go. Why don't we say our next week's bonus week? Next week is bonus <laughs> week. That's right. We're going to do Psalm 53 next week. 53 bonus week. week year. Bonus week. The first full week in September, though, we're jumping to season three. That's right. Season three in Matthew. And so we hope that you'll join us and even participate in the new Facebook group for Text Talk. Yeah. In fact, why not go over there and just let us know some of the things about Matthew, some questions that you have. Maybe we can work some of that into uh, our study Absolutely. of Matthew over the Absolutely. next 28 weeks. Yeah, that's great. That's great. <laughs> but today we're in Psalm 52. We We are. It's a short psalm. It's a sweet psalm. Uh, Edwin, what uh, translation do you want to read Psalm 52 from? Well, it is Monday, so that means it's going to be the English Standard Version. All right. Psalm 52, the ESV. To the choir master, a maskal of David, when Doeg the Edomite came and told Saul, David has come to the house of Ahimelech. Why do you boast of evil, O mighty man? The steadfast love of God endures all the day. Your tongue plots destruction like a sharp razor, you worker of deceit. You love evil more than good and lying more than speaking what is right. You love all words that devour, O deceitful tongue. But God will break you down forever. He will snatch and tear you from your tent. He will uproot you from the land of the living. The righteous shall see and fear and shall laugh at him, saying, See the man who would not make God his refuge, but trusted in the abundance of his riches and sought refuge in his own destruction. But I am like a green olive tree in the house of God. I trust in the steadfast love of God forever and ever. I will thank you forever because you have done it. I will wait for your name, for it is good in the presence of the godly. So one of the things that strikes me about Psalm 52 in this first reading in the setup, in the heading, you have this occasion that's recorded for us in First Samuel chapter 22. And uh, we can go deeper into this in some other conversations, but what you have is a situation where it would seem God's people, the priests, have suffered a terrible defeat. Okay, that uh, David is on the run from King Saul. There's been a, a betrayal in the sense of his whereabouts have now been told to King Saul by this fellow Doeg. And who pays the price, but it is ultimately God's priest for helping David. And if you haven't read 1 Samuel 22, the price is their life. Saul actually kills the priest of God. It's one of the horrific sins and, and really drives a wedge between him and God, uh, certainly his monarchy and his power. It didn't help. I think we, <laughs> I think we need to say it. it's, it's one of those things that demonstrates, as we've said in the past, Saul's lack of penitence. Yes. You know, when, when God brings a prophet to Saul, Saul, of course, has kind of a worldly sorrow. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. He has a sorrow where he's worried about his place in the world and how he is seen before the kingdom and before the people, but he's not focused on his relationship with God. And so it just keeps getting deeper and deeper and deeper. If I can just make one modification, what, what's interesting here is that David's whereabouts have not actually been betrayed. It's his whereabouts last week. I guess that's right. That were betrayed. Saul still doesn't know where he is, which is in part why he's super angry. Mm -hmm. Because if if Ahimelech had just come to him and told him, David, David's here. David's here. I've got him. He's, He's waiting here to get some supplies. Then Saul could have come and killed David. So he's very angry that this priest didn't come fess up about David. And while we don't know exactly when David wrote this psalm, he is reflecting on this episode, reflecting on this moment. And where I was going with this, this was an episode of conflict, of bloody conflict, good versus evil. And it seems to be a day where the good guys, if you will, the priests and those who had helped David flee, they took it on the chin and they paid a price. And so there's conflict in this psalm. You see the two signs here of those that are trusting God and wanting to serve him versus those who have uh, other affections and other gods. Ahimelech's position when he comes to Saul is, I didn't realize this was a problem. I've inquired of the Lord for David before. He's one of your mightiest men. Uh, You know, he comes to me and says he's on a mission from you. How am I supposed to know that something is amiss here? Why are you so upset about this? And Saul, though, he's not putting up with any of that. He's angry because he's mad at David. He wants to kill David, and David has been able to flee, and he's looking for anybody he can blame, even if it's the priest of the Lord. And so he kills or has Ahimelech killed, and in fact, the city of Nob has Mm -hmm. them attacked so that sons and daughters and priests and Levites are all executed, Yes, and one gets away. That's Abiathar, and that's how David finds out. And the setup for this psalm is is, it's it's as if Abiathar has come, Mm -hmm. given the story to David about what happened, and now David writes this psalm. Mm -hmm. Why do you boast in evil, O mighty man? The goodness of God endures continually. The mighty man. <laughs> I think that's said somewhat tongue in cheek. <laughs> well, I, when you when you look at when you look at, I guess the uh, the fog of warfare has settled, and who's still standing? Okay, it is Saul, and it is his forces. These are the mighty men. Yeah, but who have they struck out? Uh, struck out against of all people, the priests of God. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they're going against God. Yeah. So th- this seems, this mighty man here statement seems almost to be, like I said, tongue in cheek. It's, I'm going to use this term that would be normally an honorific. In right. fact, absolutely. In would. fact, in Chronicles, we have lists of David's mighty men. That's right. And here's this mighty man that has killed defenseless people, mm-hmm. that has slaughtered women and children mm-hmm. defenseless. Mm-hmm. And so it does seem to be a little bit, this is more about how you think of yourself than yeah. what I think of you. Yeah. But reading that first verse, I think, really sets the tone for what's actually happening in this psalm. And that's a contrast of trusts. Okay. So in in naming this guy as a mighty man in this way that does seem, again, somewhat tongue-in-cheek, you've got one fellow who is trusting in his own perceived might. Yeah, his strength. Who boasts or praises or lauds or exults in evil. Mm Mm-hmm. On the other hand, and the question, I like the way the ESV kicks it off. I'm not sure that all the translations present it this way, but it it almost sounds like, why are you doing this when you could do this? 
Why are you boasting in evil, O mighty man, when the steadfast love of the Lord endures all the day? Mm-hmm. You you should be trusting in the steadfast love of the Lord. You, like you've chosen your, the wrong side. Yes. Yeah. So the very first verse sets up a contrast. Mm-hmm. W- what am I going to trust? What am I going to boast in? What am I going to praise? What am I going to exult in? And David is saying, I am going to exult and trust and boast in the steadfast love of the Lord. But Edwin, the priests of the Lord have just been murdered. That's amazing, isn't it? How can I double down in my trust in the Lord when all the guys carrying the banner for the Lord just lost? They just got wiped out. It does seem like the reality of the situation is the exact opposite of the psalm, doesn't it? It does. And that's that's the demonstration of faith. Everything in real life Mm -hmm. seems to be the opposite of the way this psalm presents it. David, though, is anchoring in what is reality, what is true reality, not just what is the circumstance of the moment. Mm. And so all week long, I think that's going to come up in our conversations here as we as we're talking about this, the 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 faith and being able to anchor in reality rather than the present circumstance. I love that you make that distinction that there is an ultimate truth and an ultimate reality. And that may not look like our current circumstance because so often uh, popular perspective on reality is is only what might be discerned by these five senses. You know, just God is out of, Yeah, in this moment, this circumstance in this moment, that's what's real. And that's all that matters. Um, we need to have a bigger picture yes. about life and purpose and God. And this psalm invites us to remember that, I think, at a very dark moment. Yeah. And we need to remember that. We drop down to verse 7. The contrast is made a little bit more clear. Mm. So in verse 1, there's a presentation of of trusting in personal might even trusting in evil or, or vi- what seems like right. victory of evil. evil. Yeah. In verse 7, he comes back and explains a little bit more clearly what's actually going on as the people are taunting after the judgment on this fella. See the man who would not make God his refuge, but trusted in the abundance of his riches and sought refuge in his own destruction. This this lets us know what the contrast back in verse 1 really was. Am I going to trust in God or am I going to trust in money? Where do I find the strength? So the, the, the key to this fellow's choice of might was about a might of money. You know, and what's interesting about that as we tie back into the, the narrative that this psalm is, is born out of in 1 Samuel 22 is that Saul is speaking in such a way, as I recall, to suggest, hey, if I can get some information about the whereabouts of David, if I could get some information about uh, maybe the plans of David, if somebody would just be forthright with me, there's lands coming your way. There's money coming your way. In fact, I'll treat you better than David ever will. Yeah. You know, come follow me, help me out, and give me some information here, right? Here's how it's, so he here's dangles how it's, money out there. Here's how it's actually said. This is in 1 Samuel 22, verse 7, ESV again. And Saul said to his servants who stood about him, Here now, people of Benjamin, will the son of Jesse give every one of you fields and vineyards? Will he make you all commanders of thousands and commanders of hundreds that all of you have conspired against me? Mm. And then he goes on to complain about the fact that these Benjamites didn't let him know that Jonathan had conspired yeah. with David to 
to let David flee. Right, right. Somehow Saul found out about Jonathan's plan to help David get away, and he's mad. How come nobody told me? Right, right. But as he says, do you think the son of Jesse is going to do all of this for you? That's this implicit. No, I'm the one that will do this for you. Mm -hmm. I'm the one that will give you. If if you would just serve me, I would give you fields and vineyards. If you would just serve me, I would make you commanders. So so, Saul's going to make them mighty men, and Saul's going to make them rich. Yeah. Trust Saul. Help Saul. Work for Saul. And so Doeg says, oh, 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 hey, I know something. Mm-hmm. I know somebody who has known something about David and didn't tell you because mm-hmm. I saw David talking to Ahimelech and Ahimelech gave him food and Ahimelech gave him Goliath's sword. And Ahimelech was the priest and working with all these other priests. I don't know if I said his name earlier or not. <laughs> so when we say all these priests got killed, it's, it's Ahimelech, a, it's and, his Ahimelech and his family. Yeah. And so, um, and ultimately... Saul wants Ahimelech and his family killed. Mm -hmm. He says to his servants to kill them, the commanders, and they won't do it. So he turns to Doeg, who is an Edomite. Mm -hmm. Descendant of Esau. Who doesn't quite have the same social constraints, spiritual constraints about the priests, because he's an Edomite. Evidently not. You know, you you made a great point that in the list of David's mighty men, there's a fellow named Uriah. The Hittite. Oh, we were talking about that earlier. Yeah, yeah. not on and the so, not on the mic. Not on the mic. But but you know, you were just saying, hey, you can be a mighty man and come from another country. There were some people who came over. Yes. Uh, but Doag's not acting like any kind of holy Israelite here. He's not no, acting he's not. like a guy who came over. No, no, no. He's acting like the enemy of God's people, yes. willing to kill God's priests. And so we'd certainly see his evil. Now, I will I will share this. I'm not 100% convinced that Psalm 52 is actually about Doeg. I'm not I'm not convinced yeah. that it's about Doeg being this evil person, the one who made the report. I I think it might be about Saul who heard the report. I can't be dogmatic about that. And certainly the uh the end of it, which is you know this this terrible slaughter of priests. I, I so I think there's some benefit as we walk through the psalm and think about various things, thinking of it in relation to Doeg and relation to yeah. Saul, because yeah. maybe it's vague because he's really talking about both of them at the same time. I I don't know, but in either way, you've either got Saul who is trusting in riches to get people on his side, or Doeg who's trusting in riches and therefore will submit to Saul and even kill the priests. Either way, that's what's yeah. going on. And it's about the fact, I mean, it just comes down to what Jesus said. You can't serve God and money. Can't serve two masters. You'll love the one and hate the other. Well, text talkers, you might have some extra homework before tomorrow. We'll be looking at Psalm 52 again, but you might want to read First Samuel 22 so you can get all these names straight, the Doegs and the Himalex and all this. Yep. Uh, and uh, go to the Facebook group. Let us know what you're getting out of the out of the psalm. We love to hear from you. We're going to have a word of prayer now. Our great God and Father, thank you for today. Thank you for this psalm. Father, it's short. It's poignant. We think about the episode surrounding it, that birth that is your Holy Spirit moved David to write these things. But we understand fundamentally today we make a choice, whether we will serve you and find our might in you who are truly mighty, or will we look to gold? Will we look to self? Will we look to our own strength to, to name ourselves as mighty? And Father, when we do, we fall and we fail. Help us, Father, to choose you and your strength, your might today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. 
Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.